The following was recorded on July 10th, 2022. It is an attempted pilot episode of an Alden Mason spinoff. It is a satirical news and current events show. This content does not reflect the views of Duel of the Takes. Viewer discretion is advised. This is episode one of Alden Mason News. Welcome, I guess. We're talking about, first, James Cameron saying you can piss in Avatar 2. So today's wet and warm open. My name is Nathaniel Martin, by the way. Thank you for the introductions, Alden. We are going to be talking about a uh, controversial uh, stance that James Cameron has made about his own movie, Avatar 2, hitting theaters this December. James Cameron doesn't want to hear anyone whining that Avatar 2 is too long. Some days it feels like blockbuster movies are getting longer and longer, just as budgets are getting bigger and bigger. You either have short, low-budget indie movies or gigantic event films like Avengers Endgame, The Batman, or the three-hour-long epic RRR. Does anyone know what that is? No. Yeah. Best movie. Oh, yes! Yeah, it's on our list. It's a Tollywood film. And apparently it's really good. The fact that many, like me, celebrated when Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness turned out to be the shortest MCU movie in years tells you the idea of normalizing long runtimes in blockbusters is getting exhausting. Well, as long as superhero movies weren't enough, James Cameron is back with yet another exhaustingly long epic film, Avatar The Way of the Water. The filmmaker behind Titanic hasn't made a movie under two hours long since The Terminator, and The Way of the Water doesn't seem to be breaking that trend, and James Cameron will hear no whining about it. I agree. Don't whine about it, Alden. Alden, how do you feel about that? Uh, I do whine about movie length a lot, but it's only because I'm trying to watch a movie with people at 2am and I don't want to be awake at 5. Yes, that, that, that is a common occurrence. But Stranger Things season four, I'm not saying it's four, is 13 hours long. In like total. Yeah. You spend two days doing that. You can watch Avatar, no problem. If you have to piss, go piss. It's okay to get up and go pee. Yeah. Can't wait for the uh, marathon of all five of the extended cuts of these movies. Are there going to be extended cuts? Well, Avatar is only 10 minutes longer with its extended cut. So it's not like Lord of the Rings or anything, but yes, there will probably be extended cuts for all of them. Well, from the words of James Cameron himself, he said in the last issue, or the latest issue, I should say, of Empire Magazine, I don't want anybody whining about the length when they sit and binge watch television for eight hours. I can almost write this part of the review. The the agonishingly long three-hour movie, it's like, give me a fucking break. I've watched my kids sit and do five one-hour episodes in a row. I Yeah, that's exactly it. People will complain. And I'm somebody who complains, but that's because I hate everything. Like, I can at least pause and get up to go pee. Plus... I'm not the one who's whining and going to movie theaters. I'll bitch, but I watch every movie from home. I I can't imagine the pacing for The Way of the Water is going to be so bad that you just want to get up in the middle of it. Like Stranger Things. You have two and a half hour episode of Stranger Things. Nobody's complaining about that for some reason. But people complain about the length of Dune. 
That's what helps me figure out when I should pee. Because I knew not to pee right when the Red Room scene was going to happen in The Last Jedi. So I peed like 10 minutes before it because I was like, something big's going to happen. It's not quite there yet. And then Paige went pee. And I was like, she's going pee during the climax of the freaking movie. And she comes back after the Red Room scene and missed all of it. And it's like, how... And, you know, we can tell... And it's super easy. All movies are the same. You're like, oh, something big's about to happen. I shouldn't pee yet. I think the only times recently, and I'm including the last few years, that I've had to get up and pee during a movie was... I peed twice during Elvis. <laughs> that's also I feel like that's movie. warranted. That, that movie seems weird. It's 2.30, ain't it? 2.40, yeah. Woohoo! I got up right in the middle of everything, everywhere, all at once. I can't even remember where. It doesn't matter. And the time before that, I think, was the lighthouse. Here's the big social paradigm shift that needs to happen, from the words of James Cameron himself. It's okay to get up and go pee. So I'm saying what I think it's the responsibility of us as the media and as media figures and maybe even public figures to some. It should be our job to create a user guide of when it's okay to get up to pee in Avatar 2. So I will be getting early press passes to see Avatar 2 Way of the Water. And uh, I will be doing... Uh, one, I'm going to go in completely dehydrated. It's a very wet movie. I'm going to be thirsty the entire time. But what I'm going to do for all of you at home that are waiting and eagerly anticipating Avatar Way of the Water is... Uh, rate every scene on a scale of 1 to 10 of how much information are you going to miss or how much movie are you going to miss if you have to get up and go pee. And to like practice this, when we all go to see it together, because Alden's going to be living here then, what we're going to do is we're going to orchestrate with the party of seven or eight that go to you know see the movie together, is we will all stand up <laughs> and walk out in an exodus to the bathroom together and come back and no one will no, no one can be upset at us if half the theater gets up to leave and goes piss and then comes right back that's what james cameron wants jim cameron approved group pissing starts in 10 minutes well that was a little too light of a story to start things off with we're now going to go into some serious serious world issues and apparently hideo kojima the video game designer and brilliant storyteller has apparently assassinated the former prime minister of japan shinzo abe so let's uh, let's look at that alden did you hear about this one i i'm pretty sure my all my information from this has come from two different tweets uh <laughs> and they were both jokes Hold on. So it was just some dude tweeting that got him accused and people... You kidding me? <laughs> Can you, uh, you know, tell us what you're talking about? Okay. The former prime minister running, campaigning for presidency, I think, of Japan was assassinated. And a bunch of different news outlets started saying that Hideo Kojima from now kojima productions he did like a ton of metal gear games he was accused of assassinating the former prime minister well let's see what videogameschronicle.com has to say about the story legal action threatened as hideo kojima falsely linked to shinzo abe assassination a french politician and at least two news outlets spread the false connection this week 
Kojima Productions has threatened legal action against those falsely linking video game designer Hideo Kojima to this week's assassination of former J- Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. On Friday, Abe was assassinated while delivering a speech for Japan's upcoming elections. A suspect was arrested at the scene and has admitted to the shooting. However, social media posts comparing the alleged assassin's appearance to Kojima led to serious instances of misinformation. On Twitter, a far-right French politician, Damien Rayu, uh, retweeted images of Kojima with the comment, the extreme left kills. Now, in a now-deleted tweet, the French far-right politician, yeah, uh, and here it is, uh, he just says, uh, is a couple of really edgy pictures of Hideo Kojima. I mean, yeah, he's wearing <laughs> the, you know, the cool little Bolshevik hat and coat with the Joker shirt. Like, I see what they're doing here. Like, I see what they're trying to, like, it, it, this is a pundit. This isn't a real take. It's awful. And there's irony involved here because the second Metal Gear game is literally about spreading misinformation. Beauty. And he's accused of assassination from some French guy? Come on. The tweet was eventually deleted and the politician eventually published an apology. I took naively a joke for information, he wrote. I didn't think we could make humor about the assassination of a man, but I was wrong not to check before sharing. My apologies to Hideo Kojima and to the fans of Metal Gear. I mean... What about the fans of Death Stranding? You're leaving them hanging. (laughs) Well, at least he owned up to it, too, right? Like, we live in a world where a lot of times people won't correct themselves. Like, that tweet would have just been deleted and nothing would have ever, you know, continued about it. Yeah. So the guy's like, hey. And also, you could tell the guy was kind of pissy because he's like, I didn't know we were going to make jokes about somebody's death. But he's also the jackass who reported it. So it's kind of like everybody's wrong. Security at the scene tackled 41-year-old suspect Tetsuya Yagimagi at the scene, who later admitted to shooting Abe with a homemade gun. He said he had a grudge against a specific organization. Uh, One thing I will say, I'm very happy that shooters in Japan are of a respectable age. I'm really tired of the mass shooters and assassination uh, attempts from like 20 year olds uh, in in the United States right now. Um, So 41 year old makes sense. Homemade guns kind of cool, too. Um, But yeah, it's really it really sucks. Whoa, look at this thing. Yes, it was a religious organization that both Donald Trump and uh, Abe donated to in 2021 and his mother died uh and donated a lot to this religious organization you know this is obviously a tragedy and it sucks that video games uh you know found their way into this story uh gamers are continuously uh uh being oppressed even today but we do have another uh more light-hearted story Um, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, (laughs) Boris Johnson, resigns after mutiny in his party. Um, victory celebration can play for all of you Brit bongs watching along at home (laughs) as, uh, your guys' uh, uh, monster in the, uh, the Prime Minister chair will be gone by October, uh, with a replacement from his own party, so, you know, huge W, I guess. Yeah, I actually haven't kept up with this at all. Did you know 60 people left? (laughs) 
It took the resignation of nearly 60 members of his government. Jesus. Boris Johnson's turbulent tenure as Britain's prime minister came to an end Thursday after a historic party revolt over a series of ethics scandals forced him to step down. It took the resignation of nearly 60 members of his government, almost half the payroll, for Johnson to finally abandon his attempts to cling on to power. Even then, the Prime Minister insisted that he would continue as caretaker leader while the Conservative Party launches the process of choosing a successor. You know what this reminds me of? Hmm. When Putin changed the Constitution and almost the entire Russian government resigned. I mean, power switches hands in mysterious ways sometimes. Any bets on who's going to be the next Prime Minister, though? Margaret Thatcher from the dead? Let's go. Zombie Margaret Thatcher? That would be terrifying. Mostly because it's Margaret Thatcher, but secondary because there's a zombie now. She was like, she's like, oh, it's the IRA quote that says, you know, we only need to be successful once, you know, <laughs> like she comes back from the dead. Don't give anyone ideas. I don't want to see that in a movie. Boris Johnson spoke of his attempts to stay on as leader and how painful it was for him to step down, but made no mention of the scandals that have proved his political downfall. In the last few days, I've tried to pursue my colleagues or persuade my colleagues that it would be eccentric to change governments and when we're delivering so much and when the economic sense is so difficult domestically and internationally. I regret not having I regret to not have been successful in those arguments and of course it's painful not to be able to see through so many ideas and projects myself. He 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 said adding that he's proud of getting Brexit done and leading the West in standing up to Putin uh, Putin's aggression in the Ukraine. Wait, what? He's leading the West? What? <laughs> They've done very little. They've done less than us. Haven't they lost more RAF planes <laughs> than anything? Like, you have Germany building a huge force. You have us providing billions of uh, dollars in weapons. I don't know what the UK has actually done. To help Ukraine other than just send journalists, which I guess helps, but not really. What did Boris Johnson really accomplish? I'm so confused. Like he was a good parallel with Trump in office. Like it's like, look at these two bozos. And now it's no longer fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like he kinda overstated his like welcome, you know? Like it's been five <laughs> years. He ever had a welcome. It's wild that he also doesn't even mention that how they handled the pandemic. <laughs> I guess it's not surprising. Well, that's what he got in trouble for in the first place. Well, it was a big thing, that's for sure. Well, we don't know much about UK politics, but one thing the three of us know a lot about is uh, movies and popular blockbuster cinema. So in today's segment, Letterboxing with Alden, we are tackling Thor's Love and Thunder. It's not doing too hot critically, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's just straight up doing terrible. It's sitting at like a 63 on Rotten Tomatoes last I checked. It is a 68% tomato meter, which honestly, I guess isn't that bad. But that's really bad. Do you expect the Marvel movie to be at 90%? Like, what are you asking for? Wait, can we do a spoiler review? Who cares? Alden, what are your thoughts on this shitty movie? It's a movie. What was your favorite death? I thought the way they handled Gore the God Slayer was pretty decent, like, all the way through and through. I liked his I liked his origin story, I liked his death. That was the best part of the movie. Clip from an interview uh, about Taika Waititi talking about their adaptation of the character for this film. And... 
I think it was a pretty smart decision the way they went with it. It wasn't like a direct copy or anything like that, but I don't know. I think that he was the best character. I think Natalie Portman wasn't given a good script to work with, but tried her best. It's fine when these superhero movies have like quirky characters and funny lines, but it was like every single scene was designed for a punchline instead of any sort of narrative or any sort of arc. You could have had Jane become Thor because Thor decided to help her and saw that she had cancer. But instead, what the movie decides to do is she just shows up and is now Thor, and then they have to unpack that later. And it's just so he can have a funny moment where he's like, Duh, you're a Thor now? He's literally Homer Simpson. There's no setup? There's no setup at all. Because do we know, does Jane get married? Nope. Does Jane have a child and nope. they die in a car accident? Nope. She's a scientist lady. She gets a cancer diagnosis. Her friend from the WandaVision shows up with the big glasses and 40 fucking bags of chips and is like, you got, you can't beat this alone. You, you're going to need help. You got to rest. You got to recover. And then she tries to solve her cancer. It doesn't work. And then she goes to fucking New Asgard and the hammer comes to life and takes her away. Yeah, it's not a good story. I enjoyed No Way Home. I enjoyed Multiverse of Madness. The rest of Phase 4 has been kind of unenjoyable to me. And the, yeah, that's including the shows, except Miss Marvel, because I really like Miss Marvel. There's a letterbox review that I don't want to read the whole thing, but the first sentence of it makes a lot of sense. Or, I guess, says a lot about the current state of the MCU. When everything is a joke, is anything actually funny? How were the jokes in this movie? I heard they were constant. There were a few that I laughed at, but man. The problem with this movie's sense of humor is it wants to stretch out scenes so it's like painfully awkward and that's like the sense of humor that it's going for, but it does that over and over again. And when there's no story happening, and when there is story happening, then the scene stretches out so it's like a little awkward hiccup moment and it's like, oh, that's funny. Or it's just loud noises. There are these annoying fucking mighty goats that keep flying around and they make the same yelling noise every time. It just sounds like a man screaming. It's probably Taika Waititi himself, honestly. But like that's like the long like that's like a reoccurring joke. And if, if it's not a little quick one liner, uh, then it probably actively hurts the movie. Weak script. Very weak script. I love Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson. I don't love this movie. Into today's anchor story, we've got something very exciting to announce. Alden Mason is applying for a new job. Oh my god. What is this? From the New York Post, Elon Musk's next baby mama, hotties are applying for the job. They want to take a ride on his rocket ship. Beautiful young women are eager to merge with the tech titan Elon Musk and help him combat falling birth rates, which he's tweeted about being the biggest danger civilization faces by far. Musk, 51, is already doing his part to keep nurseries busy. This week, it was revealed that he has secretly fathered twins with Neuralink executive Siobhan Zillis, age 36, bringing the number of known Musk offspring to 10. Should the viral investor want more stock, there's no shortage of wannabe baby mamas eager to get in his business. On TikTok, the hashtag Elon Musk is hot has been used more than 12,000 times. I do want him to be my baby daddy, Crystal South, age 38, an aspiring musician uh, from Orange County, California, told The Post, adding that she is 100% thrilled to have the Tesla Tycoon's 11th child. Alden, you're up against some tight competition here. What do you have to say for yourself? I don't know. I can try my best. I don't care. 
I don't agree. There's not an underpopulation issue happening. Uh, I don't necessarily think there's an overpopulation issue other than in urban areas. But if someone like him is trying to increase birth rates single-handedly, he has the money to do so to make sure these kids, like, are given probably a million dollars to get raised on. Which is great, I guess. But this is kind of disgusting. <laughs> South has written several songs about the man she wishes would father her children, including I Just Wanna Fuck, Elon Musk, and Celebrity Crush. In addition to Ugh. his newly revealed twins, Musk's sizable brood includes two children with the 34-year-old musician Grimes, two-year-old X-Ash AE12, and a new baby daughter, Exa, and six children, Nevada, Griffin, Vivian, Kai, Saxon, and Damien, with ex-wife Justine Wilson, age 49. Look, there's Musk being a dad for the five minutes he does it every year. Oh my god! This was posted from Amber Heard. That ages this photo a good amount. You know what's also interesting? Yeah, because that was... I don't... That was easily more than five years ago, right? The Johnny Depp case stuff started in 2016. So is Amber Heard going to be the next baby mama of Elon Musk? She already has a baby. Not from Elon Musk. It's not known who it's from. Hmm. Sussy baka. It's a surrogate, by the way. But South isn't deterred by those who have come before her. I want to support him, said the woman, who's never met or interacted with Musk. Whatever he needs as a woman, <laughs> I want to be that. She insists that she's not drawn on him because of his fortune, which is valued upwards of $200 billion. Let's, let's address the elephant in the room right now. Elon Musk's net worth is not actually anywhere near $200 billion. He has three of the most inflated stocks in the world right now, and one of them's a goddamn meme coin. This dude is not actually worth $200 billion. I refuse to believe it well if you sell all of his shares he can't of, you know, he doesn't have the option spacex my point so he has more than half of spacex that's not a public company so the actual value of that 55 percent is at least part of his wealth yeah and they are getting contracts they're launching fucking rockets every week like for whatever company's launching not only his his satellite stuff but for anybody that needs a satellite all of nasa's missions go through them it's like well since the company is private the actual valuation from banks or whoever is not made public mm -hmm. so we don't know how much he's actually worth okay okay then riddle me this if this man is worth 200 billion dollars why the fuck would he not piss away 40 billion dollars on this twitter buyout something he's been talking about wanting to do for five years said he was going to and then chickened out it's all about pr baby i don't think he cares about pr have you heard about what's going on in his factories out in california with the race lawsuits that's why you make public relations by doing yo i'm not gonna buy twitter anymore <sighs> puts all the articles back down there's no racial discrimination in my factories, and it pushes it all away. His intelligence is extremely attractive, she said, of the SpaceX mastermind. <laughs> I love how creative and driven he is. He's also cute. I find him very hot. Oh, yeah, that's me right here. Um, my name is 
Teddy Muttonhoe, age 22, doesn't want to have children, like Alden, but she does want to have Musk. I saw a clip of him acting really goofy on the red carpet of this year's Met Gala, and I remember thinking, oh my god, he's really cute, she said. I would absolutely date him if ever given the opportunity. Muttonhoe claimed that she was more into his wit than his wealth. Honestly, the money is not the most attractive thing about him. I'm into funny, goofy guys, and seeing that side of his personality struck a romantic chord in me. Funny. I like the fact that all of those women, though, I'm not trying to judge anyone's looks. They all look like gold diggers. Barkel Forti, who identifies as sapiosexual, or someone who she's sexually aroused by intelligence, also alleged that Musk's personality is a big draw. Twitter shareholders and those who follow him on social media platform would probably disagree. He seems like a great dad, said Forty. If you were to ask me, a 31-year-old single, childless advertiser, if I would have a child with Elon Musk, I would have to say yes, said the Salt Lake City resident, who's plastered photos and stickers of Musk on her cell phone and computer cases, and eventually uh, created a lusty tribute to him on TikTok that's been viewed thousands of times. Not lusty, no. We checked... It's a bad TikTok. It wasn't even funny. It wasn't even good. It wasn't hot. It wasn't even hot. It, like, it, there was no value in it. You could do so much better. It's like, come on, guys. Elon, of all people, to have more kids? Why not Bill? Or Jeff? <laughs> or Zuck? Because <laughs> they're grosser. Are they? Um, but, Melinda Gates, if you want to hit my line, Melinda, call me at... <laughs> Drop my phone number <laughs> in case Melinda Gates sees this. Um, yeah, so I think what we're getting at here is maybe, Alden, you don't want to apply as his uh, next baby mama, uh, although you could. I think you want to apply as his adopted son. That doesn't That solve... doesn't fix the population issue. Yeah. There's still one Alden. From his perspective, he wouldn't adopt him because he'd be like, well, can you give me a kid? I can try. I just think it's weird that Elon Musk wants everyone on Earth to look like Alden Mason. That's the part that throws me for a loop. Any closing thoughts on episode one of Alden Mason news, fellas? Alden, your predictions. I want to have them recorded. Oh. Better Call Saul, episode eight. The best show ever created on television. Huel eats Ken. We're recording this the day before the episode comes out. I've never been this excited for something in my life. I hope you have a good time with me watching Better Call Saul tomorrow. Tomorrow? It's in seven hours. Oh my fucking god.